Ho ho! Feeling a bit uh, Christmassy. Have you noticed how people are making an effort? I think this year to be extra festive. Everybody's going out of their way to kind of welcome Christmas. You mean make up for the last couple of months? These well, COVID times. Definitely looks like it because I've seen that you've already bought your first box of mince pies way before December arrived, and you're looking at your uh, bottles of drinks and your glasses. Well, you know, if, if you have mince pies, you have to have some brandy butter. And if you're having brandy butter, you might as well have some sherry and port. So where's the brandy butter? I don't think I've seen it. Uh, well, I couldn't actually find any. So a little bit of a few tikkis, a few slices of butter with a shot of brandy. Same thing. Bath over here. Welcome to the Shabby and Man podcast. We are partners, parents, podcasters, broadcasters and everything else in between. Now a lot has happened in the last two weeks since we did the last edition of this podcast and we'd like to start with uh, Spotify only because we found out what our viewing, not viewing, sorry, listening Mis stats were. You mean it's the only one that gives figures that we know how to access? That's right. And for a moment there, I thought ours was one of the podcasts that goes on YouTube or we were on television. We are not. So listening figures. And uh, we'd just like to say a big, big thank you to all those around the world. Now we are aware that many people hear us on multiple platforms, not merely on Spotify, but Spotify is the only one that kind of puts the figure together for you to have a look. And we are incredibly chuffed with the fact that there's so many of you listening to us and downloading us and hopefully enjoying what you hear. So a big warm um, a thank you from the bottom of our hearts. It's always lovely to know that people are um, listening in on this conversation. So you're talking about this audio medium. Yes. Which is podcasting. Yeah. Uh, there's a link. The reason I'm saying this is because um, a lot of stories came out this week about radio. Yes. And uh, that's something close to our hearts. Yeah. Are you talking about diversity or the lack of diversity on it's, radio? That's right. It's brought to my attention, especially by, um, I think they were, um, I forgot what they're called now, the South Asian, um, what was it? Creatives. South Asian Audio Creatives. The South Asian Audio Creatives. And Radio Academy. And the well. Radio Academy. And they all said that in. Especially in the United Kingdom, hmm. there's a severe lack yeah. of um, South Asians on mainstream media. Yeah. Now we're talking about mainstream media. I know that you do a three-hour show every day on Asian media. Yeah. But we're talking about actual mainstream. Which has got me thinking, you know, it's not like you can't play songs of Brian Adams or Michael Bolton's Things You Love. Which is Love exactly songs. how we started our careers Which 25 years ago this week. 25 years ago. We were very lucky in a way to have worked yeah. for um, the largest radio network in the world. It's the largest radio network in the world, All India Radio. And also we worked for the largest commercial radio station there as well at the time, mm. which is now called Radio Mirchi, which was mm. then called Times FM. Yeah. And here you work for the largest commercial Asian radio station, which you can hear all over the United Kingdom. Which is Sunrise. So... You, do, you do, do you do get the numbers of the listeners? Yeah, I do. And uh, I mean, you know, looking back on this 25-year journey, I think at this point in the 25th year that we've both been associated with radio, um, in that context, talking about how we are still underrepresented when it comes to mainstream British media. And the statistics were truly shocking, right? Because some of the biggest names that you think of when it comes to radio, the Bauer Group, all these other people, there are, so many, there are so many stations that don't have any Asians 
at all. And then there are those that have the token one or two people over the last, you know, like 20 years or something like Even that. Even the mainstream BBC stations as well. Yeah. So it's something that better. people have been thinking about. To be honest, I mean, you know, as a broadcaster that has never bothered me in the sense that I feel that my core audience here are people who are exactly like me, British Asians who enjoy uh, listening to Bollywood uh, music. They uh, enjoy uh, connecting with their roots via Bollywood and music while at the same time they are very aware of what's going on in Bollywood. I know, I totally agree with you. But we started our career, at least the first 10 years of our life, was playing English music, Hmm. talking about generic things that people around the world talk about. Yeah. It wasn't specific that you, this is your color of skin, so you must like this. Mm. We talked about everything. But you do know? you realize we were actually addressing a very niche audience back then in India? Because when the second wave of FM stations came, they kind of took away all the Western music and they said that we have to address the masses. And therefore, they went totally the Bollywood. They did. They went very Bollywood. Yeah. So in a way, if you think about it, it's ironic. I mean, we were addressing a Western music-loving niche in India when we were there, even though we were surrounded. It was our country. We were surrounded by Indians. And even here, as you like to say, this is your, this is as much your country as anybody else's, right? Because you're born and raised here. Um, uh, but even now, it appears that we are all in a niche. And it's the debate, I think, is around whether people who make up... Remind me again, what is the percentage of British Asians in this country, in the British population? I think it's 13 or 17% or something. Something like that, right? So people who make up those numbers, should they not be seen more often on television? Should they not be heard more often on radio? And they shouldn't just be boxed into these specific stations which are only for them. That is the debate, right? Do you think anything's going to happen? Because this debate kind of comes to the fore every few years when there's... You know, someone kind of decides to point it out and then they go back to... I know, but I I hope things do happen because, as I said, I once wrote an article, I think, about 10, 15 years ago that, you know, I love Pink Floyd, I love wearing Argyle socks, Hmm. etc, etc. Why shouldn't I not be allowed to talk about them? Why should I have to talk about what Amitabh Bachchan is doing Hmm. all the time? Yeah, I think you have a point because uh, what digital is to conventional cinema, podcasting is to radio, right? And I think the freedom that one gets on a podcast is essentially revolves around the fact that, you know, it has absolutely no boundaries. So you can be talking about absolutely anything that you're passionate about, interested in. It doesn't have to be. We are Asians. We don't necessarily have to talk about Asian things. And uh, as the clout and influence of podcasting grows around the world and people move away from mainstream radio, it might be easier for British Asians or people of any colour, any nationality to make a mark anywhere in the world. And you'll find your niche on a podcast. You know, yeah. you, you, you search that dial, you mm. type in what you want. There will, I guarantee you, there will be some podcast by somebody mm. on some specific subject yeah. that you will love. Yeah. You just have to find it. And there's plenty of space in the podcast atmosphere. I think it is a turning point, though. It is a very important point in the way entertainment is now consumed and the way entertainment is rolled out. Because even when we've had discussions before about a completely unrelated topic, you know, when you would say that because you went to school here, because you went to school in India, you say that you don't even have to think about where you are or who you are speaking to. You are just as comfortable with your Indian friends talking about samosa, chai and chutney and dialogues from Sholay and Divar as you are about friends who you grew up in London when you're talking about prog rock and this and that and, you know, like you've told us a million times that, oh, what's that guy who did the crystal maze that I queued up for the first time with my mum to get a book signed by him, right? Am I right? (laughs) 
Uh, it was a Rocky Horror Picture Show, and it's and he's not prog rock. No, no he's he not looks, prog rock. No, he looks he's like a Richard O'Brien. One of your yeah, yeah, teenage yeah, yeah, yeah. idols from this country. So you know, it is a little hard to wrap your head around the fact that you could be effortlessly blending into both cultures because you think of both cultures as yours, right? You're not alien to one or the other. So I think as more and more people travel the world, listen to others, get to accept and understand what other cultures are all about, as the world opens up, I think it will be that much easier. But for now, there are still very few people of color. I was just and saying that. If you got a, if you were asked to go mainstream, yeah, would you have a problem with it? I know you like doing your Bollywood stuff, but is yeah. you can quite happily, you know what? Yeah, it's true. talk about other stuff. Yeah, I love doing Bollywood, and there are a lot of references that come from my life when I do my show. In the sense that I grew up in India, so there were a lot of films that I, you know, grew up with. So I don't have to Google the facts. You know, I was growing up; I know what the facts were, and I think you're right. If I'm passionate about something, we were passionate about what we called Western music. You know, the Brian Adams and the Michael Learns to Rock and the Michael. Bolton and all the rest of it, even the Spice Girls. Uh, speak for yourself. Yeah, whatever. Uh, by the way, I used to play the different kind of stuff. Yeah, you were the quite the rock star on on All India Radio, right? Because you were known for the kind of rock music that you grew up listening to here in London, which very few people in India either knew about or understood. Because you didn't just play your Pink Floyd and your standard, you know, Metallica and whatever, but you played a lot of stuff which nobody outside of London would probably be so passionate about. So we had at, at least that's the lie I gave. No, well that worked. That worked. But I think you're right. If I found something that I'm passionate about, uh, even in the mainstream, whether it is Stephen Fry or Benedict Cumberbatch or certain uh, Hollywood films, this is what I understand. Seventies. You, you have a master's in political science. Why don't you do a political show? The politics is something I think I left behind a long time ago. I just have a passing interest in politics now, as much as any citizen does, about what affects me directly. I'm not really into the nitty gritties of policy and personalities. Uh, I, and I, thought, I thought you'd say something like that. Politician is so Machiavellian. No, and Machiavellian. Yes, I can think of many, many uh, Machiavellian politicians, but. Uh, it's not my cup of tea anymore. Only because I haven't pursued it passionately enough. There are other things that got in the way. So, a final summing up for radio is that, that hopefully a change will come. Yeah. Some, you know, nothing. I just want to say is that it's you can't blame the people in front of the mic, uh, the talent, whatever, or the producers. You have to. It's the management. It's the deci mm. decision, decision makers. makers. Yeah. Until they appreciate yeah. and see what's going on, mm. things are probably going to stay the same. Again, you know, when the Black Lives Matter movement happened and other things happened in other episodes of this podcast when we've talked about it, I think it boils down to that as well. The world is also divided into two groups. There's one group that feels that to bring the underrepresented masses to the fore, you need laws, right? You need to look at these stats and really be shocked and say, how is it that there are no other, no Asians on this station? Let's make it a law that, you know, you have to have at least two people. And there's then there's that but that's, other side. But that's box ticking. And yeah, you don't want to be... Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm on this place because because I'm a woman, because I'm a woman of color, and because you know. Yeah, you don't want that. Either. Yeah, I had to fill a quota, but then some people think that that is needed. You know, at least now, unless you're given that kind of a push with the backing of the law, it's going to take forever for people to really integrate with other cultures and bring them to the mainstream. Yeah, but so, what about if I just play the devil's advocate? What about go to the other side, hmm. where this is a predominantly white country? Yeah. Right? And Where they are only, justified in thinking that, you know, we would like to hear people or listen to people who look like us. And exactly. It's only 13%. Like yeah. 
So, you know, yeah, it cuts both ways. It's a tough one. Ways. It's a tough one, you know. It's the same as you are a British Asian and I still think of myself as an Asian in Britain. So there is a big difference. And uh, but somewhere of course I think our worlds do converge and it is about especially when it comes to radio. This week we're talking about statistics in radio. It is about being passionate about whatever you do right and whatever i choose to talk about on radio it doesn't exactly as you're saying it doesn't have to be bollywood it doesn't have to be asian if i'm passionate about shakespeare if i'm passionate about benedict cumberbatch if i'm passionate about sherlock holmes i've seen you mention ben- benedict cumberbatch twice many many times because in, i in the last think five minutes. sherlock holmes is my passion in the sense that i grew up reading i imbibed that passion from my dad so or even crime thrillers there are so many things come on are, your dad must hate the new uh, sherlock holmes version yeah he's not very taken by the new is he, version. Is he the, is he the uh, Jeremy Brett? Jeremy Brett and Basil Rathbone as you say even before that, right? I am Basil Rathbone. Yeah. So you're I, right. I like watching 1920s black n- and white movies. As much, as much as it is about roots and culture, it is also about, about passion. Especially I'm talking about radio here. You know, if somebody offers me a, a show on a mainstream station about something that I'm genuinely interested in and I'd love to research and talk about and discuss, I'll happily do it. But don't I don't know about you, but I treat this as a radio show. Yeah. We do it in one take. There's no edits. Yeah. If we make a mistake, we make a mistake. That's true. So. Um, and uh, yeah. So and we sometimes, talk about non-Bollywood things. Sometimes as well. there's a bit of silence because we don't know what we're going to say next. Yeah. Like and now. we talk about non-Bollywood. We've talked, spoken about non-Bollywood things as well. Um, whatever's whatever's on our mind, really. Whatever we're thinking about, and. Uh, and uh, the upshot is that going leaving this dreadful year behind looking ahead at 2021 let's just hope that all these changes happen sooner rather than later we do get to see people as you're saying not merely because somebody's ticking a box but because you're looking at people of merit and you're not looking at what color they are or what their cultural background is so well done the south asian audio creatives and radio academy for, for bringing po- this to light absolutely pointing it out and making sure that everybody saw this because sometimes we talk about this but unless the, you see the figures you see the stark reality it doesn't hit you right everybody knows that oh asians are not represented and now oh, you know we're not really in the mainstream but to see that put in figures in such stark graphs and charts I think that really made the that's what kind of got everybody talking about it even those who are not part of radio that you know how is that we are not represented in the mainstream You know even if we did do a mainstream radio hmm. you could still add in put in a bit of bollywood some sufi music some um, desi rock some rock yeah. music that is amazing Yeah um and last thing that's just struck me is that you being um an authority hmm. a known authority on all things bollywood an expert of such i'm sure there's a market to hear your views and your opinions on bollywood as well in the mainstream media yeah yeah and you know i think radio especially radio in, when it comes to the media is an extremely personality driven medium and even if two people of different ethnicity different skin color different cultural conditioning spoke about the same subject i'm sure they they will not have the exact they may not have the exact same views right that's what makes it so interesting see that's a whole another podcast because i feel that radio should be personality driven yeah but i think over the last few years it's not personality driven hmm. Hmm. there are more, a lot of people who it's more about the radio clock Say yeah. this for a few seconds. Say this. Say this. Say Conforming this. Play a song. To a certain mold, play the right? jingle. Play a song. Play the jingle. Play a song. Yeah. Bye bye. 
yeah but that's yeah you confirm to a certain mold but i still feel that the people that we gravitate to most you know the people that we warm warm to are always the people who reveal a bit of themselves in their shows right it's not about talking about your life but it's the way you introduce a song it's the way you introduce a topic it's the way you react to a certain conversation that's what gives away who you truly are as a person and therefore radio is extremely extremely personality driven i'd like to point one more thing out here it just struck me while you said that you know even if you did a mainstream show I'm sure people would benefit from hearing what you have to say about Bollywood. Uh it's a lot like, you know, Channel 4 every summer does this film festival, right? Middle oh, of the night, they pick out like 12 of the best films from that the year. The Indian Summer kind of thing. The Indian yeah. Summer which is curated by uh, somebody who really knows her films and you know, they they absolutely the credentials beyond reproach. But what we forget is that you're just giving a taster to the British audience. Let's not even go into 1 o'clock in the night and all of that. But you know, you you pick it you give them a pick and mix of the best stuff but you forget that there's so much more there's so much more in terms of short films uh, art house films commercial cinema there's so much more that gets left behind so i think the conversation also is about not just revealing little glimpses or little nuggets of your culture to the british public in fits and starts or in these little curated events but allowing them to percolate into your mainstream and giving us a platform how about throughout the year to talk a, about this uh, to digress a, a little bit mm. the, the lady that curates it i mm. think she's been curating it since the 1980s that's right yeah and she's a very respected documentary filmmaker as well nasreen munni kabir right so there's there's ample opportunity for other people to also yeah step yeah. in now and for those who might think that you know if you're talking about discussing asian stuff all through the year at a specific uh, place then you do have specific channels for that that it but that's not what i mean you know it's not that 24 hours you're only talking about asian stuff let's also make a little room while you're discussing women's issues you're discussing brexit you're discussing uh, cultural uh, conundrums you're discussing covid you're discussing all of these things how about a little you know um a small window dedicated also to people who live in this country who are sub- subjected to the same laws who pay taxes in their country they were born here they think of themselves as much as being british as they are asian how much catering to them as well on the mainstream platform right um now let's end on a slightly more hopeful and positive note in since we last did a podcast the covid vaccine has come out by the way for what, those who are hearing us for the first time we do a podcast every two weeks every fortnight yeah that is at least that's what we try that's what we said in our head yes whether it works out or not is a totally different thing what do you think about the covid vaccine then the oh, good news yeah that uh, came out like what's nearly been a week now since it's, it's been, been out and oh, and, been- and of course britain was Pooping and uh, not pooping, but trumpeting the fact hmm. that we were the first ones to roll it out, which is what made everybody very suspicious. That yeah. how is it that Britain has been able to roll out something which America hasn't done so yet, Europe hasn't done, and so there were lots of questions being posed on, you know, how well this had been tested. I mean, it did come out. It did come out a day or two later that uh, if you su- uh, suffer from a severe allergy, yeah. Don't take it right now. Yes. And they've given us a clear structure on how it's going to be rolled out or rather how it is being rolled out right now. You know, you've got the elderly and the vulnerable first and then the frontline workers and carers and then you move down uh that chart so over 60s over 50s. Which I agree with totally. I think it's 
Correct. Yeah. And I think it is something to be hopeful about. And I don't think anybody should be fearful of that. I think uh, bearing in mind all the things that the government is asking us to be cautious about, as you said, allergies. I think it's a very good thing and we should all get it. And let's hope that the world turns a corner with this. Because they were saying that, don't forget, the fight against COVID, if you take away what's happening in different regions, if you look at it as a problem that the world is facing, it is about vaccinating the entire planet. It is the biggest road operation that's ever been rolled Massive. out in the history of mankind. Right? And it's not in one jab, it's two jabs, two 21, jabs 21 well. days apart. I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the reason why we're positive and we're hopeful for 2021 hmm. is also that we have one of our kids is at home right now because so many kids in his school have got it. Yeah, so, and in, in his social bubble. Now in London, it's really spreading between the 11 to 18 year olds. Yeah. Many schools have closed. One, one, one child's school is closed, one's is not. Yeah. And also, again, it's not something, you know, it, we say it with a heavy heart that as a family, all of us as a family, an extended family, over the last seven, eight, nine months, you know, we've had bereavements. We've we had have. people who, close people who we've lost to COVID. We've had, in our uh, fam immediate family, we have people who are vulnerable, who are elderly, our parents are of a certain age. So, you know, it is something that all of us collectively feel that if this is what it takes for us to you know, really put the worst behind us and at least look to the future with a bit of hope. If this is what the vaccine brings, we should all take it. Definitely. And on that note... Should we say bye-bye? I think it's time to say bye-bye. We've got one more podcast to get through before it's 2021, right? So that's going to be our year-end... Maybe this time we'll wrap. do a bit of homework and we'll look at our favourite moments. Are there any favourite moments of 2020? Is the point? I, uh, well, I Fa don't know. We can't do favourite movies because we watch nothing apart from Netflix. Yeah. We can't do favourite books because I'll we've, tell you what we've we forgotten do. how to read. No, but I'll tell you what we can do. We, we can do what we have learned from life in lockdown. You know, all the things that have stood out to us as being the really important things That's in life. That's very simple. Go to the supermarket at 5.30 in the morning. No. We've also learned that family and friends are more important than things and, you know, material possessions and things like that. And that you're, people's you're, health. You're, I, uh, you're speaking for yourself there. Well, okay. So that is going to be a very short podcast then, the next one. But, um, yeah, let's do a little looking back on 2020 and looking ahead at 2021 and, you know, our hopes and dreams for 2021. So till next time. Bye-bye then. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much once again for um, tuning in, uh, rating, reviewing, doing all the things that you're supposed to do or love to do or you, we beg you to do. So thank you. And giving us some fantastic stats. Thank you very much. Bye-bye now. <laughs>